que se botean en sus Biblias el, el, el libro de primera carta de Corintios, capítulo 6, 1 Corintios 6, or 6, and also the book of Psalms, chapter 51. También el libro de Salmos, capítulo 51. And uh, I feel like the Lord is going to speak to us. Me siento que el Señor nos va a hablar. And uh, I would ask you to open your heart. Quiero que ustedes, que, uh, que pido que ustedes abren sus corazones. The book of 1 Corinthians, chapter number 6. Primeramente, primero, primera carta de Corintios, capítulo 6. I'm not going to preach bilingual the whole time, just kind of give you an idea. No voy a predicar así todo el tiempo. Pero solo para darles una idea de cómo suena predicación bilingüe. So the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter number 6. Know ye not, this is verse 9, that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And notice, such were some of you, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Such were some of you, but ye are washed. Everyone say washed. We mentioned this scripture on Friday night uh, in a different vein, but we're going to use it uh, this morning uh, again and uh, feel like in the Holy Ghost. So let's turn to the book of Psalms chapter 51, and we'll be just looking at a few verses here. Verse number 2, Psalms 51, David said, Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquities and cleanse me from my sins. Uh, verse number seven, purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Amen. I'm going to say there's a lot of folks here that you are spiritually, and you are whiter than snow. You have been washed in the blood of Jesus. And then David said, this was the cry of David's prayer of repentance. He said, create in me a clean heart, O God. And renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence. Take not thy Holy Spirit from me. And notice verse 12. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. And uphold me with thy free spirit. So our title this morning is the joy of washing. The joy. Well, I'm going to say actually the joy of being clean. I believe that's my title. The joy. There we go. It doesn't matter. But the joy of being clean. Amen. The Lord has washed us. And you know what? If you're here today and you still have the stains of sin on your life, the Lord is able. El Señor está capaz. The Lord is able to wash you para lavarle en su interior. He's able to wash your inside where nothing else can clean. Donde ninguna otra cosa puede limpiar. And you can be a changed person today. Usted puede ser una persona completamente Cambiada, transformada today, hoy en día. So let's pray. Let's pray that God has his way right now. Lord Jesus, we ask you, God, to speak to our hearts in the name of Jesus. God, I want to follow the Holy Ghost. God, I want to follow, Lord, your precious spirit. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we pray. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, let's wait on the Lord. Let's wait on the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 You can be seated. 
Some of us that have pets know what it's like to get a puppy or a cat and uh, get them out of the, the mud and uh, the, the things that they get into and wash them. Now, most puppies, and especially cats, or dogs, whatever, they don't like being washed. Some of them get used to it. You know, you get those few and far between that it doesn't, you know, they don't fight you. But what a difference it is. And Sister Elder, I enjoyed hearing you play this morning. That was so good. Amen. Enjoyed that. And, uh, but, so, but how, what a change it is to see that fluffy dog, that fluffy puppy or dog smelling good. And, uh, you know, uh, and, or that cat. Some of you don't like cats. But anyway, uh, so, yeah, I had some nods there. But uh, anyway, to see that beautiful cat uh, uh, with all the fluffy fur and just what a, what a wonderful difference that it is. Some of you have seen the before and after pictures, makeovers, and we don't, you know, as apostolics, we don't use uh, uh, the things of the world, all the makeup and all that jewelry and all that stuff, but we do know what it's like to clean up, and, uh, and so it's, it's a wonderful thing to see what a person can be when they are at their best. Now, we men know what it's like to, to work in, in, in the dirt and work on, you know, all type of things that we don't even want to talk about today. And uh, to come into our house and get rid of those clothes and, and, and clean up and, uh, and, and, and shower and, and wash our hair and, and put on some nice clothes. And, and what a tremendous difference that it is. But you know what we are preaching about today is how that God can take a person out of this world and he can wash their lives and wash their hearts and he can make them a brand new person. Now, you know, some of those some of those pets, they they get itchy and you've seen the dogs, you know, they'll try to scratch their back because they are now they're dry. And and uh, but anyway, uh, many of the many of them, they'll just start jumping around the puppy. They'll start jumping around. The dogs are jumping around because they're excited. Now they feel clean. You say, well, my dog doesn't do that. Well, there are dogs that do that. Amen. And uh, so I'm making my point. I think it's a valid point anyway. But but to be a human being is even better to to come out from the world. There is a joy in being clean. There's a joy. Such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Hallelujah. I'm going to try to follow the Holy Ghost here. In the Bible, there are three areas. The scripture talks about washing. There is, the, the scripture said, we are washed by the word. The Jesus said, now are you clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. In the book of Ephesians chapter number five, when it speaks of the church being the bride of Christ, it says that, that she is washed by the washing of the word. Amen. In the book of Psalms chapter 119, many of you may have memorize this 119 I believe verses 9 and 11 wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to thy word amen the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and it's a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart Neither is there any creature that's not made manifest in his sight. 
For all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we've had, we have to do. The word of God reveals. The book of James said the word of God is like a mirror. It's like a glass that we see ourselves. And so when we come and we begin to hear preaching, the light of God's word shines onto us. And the preaching itself, now you may not realize that, but preaching is a vital part of being cleansed from, from sin. Not only does preaching reveal, but preaching that hits hard, Preaching that names what is right and what is wrong. That's the kind of preaching we love. Can you say praise the Lord? That's the kind of preaching that will knock a lot of that stuff off us. Now, I want to say for all of you that do wash and all of you that wash cars or trucks, I hope that you get this. But in any washing, we're preaching about the joy of being clean. In any washing experience, there's got to be some liquid. There's got to be, in this case, we're talking about water. So in the washing machine, you've got the water and you've got the agitator and you've got the soap. I'm preaching about the agitator right now because the word of God, the Bible said, it's like a hammer that breaks the rock in Sunday. The word of God, it opens the heart and it identifies, it hits things. We need, we need preaching that not only is, is, is just easy to hear. The Bible talks about those that just wanted to hear soft preaching and smooth preaching. But I need to get the world off of my heart. I need to get sin out of my life. I need to be washed. I've got to have that point of contact. I've got to have some hard-hitting preaching. I've got to have some conviction. I've got got to have some strong word because we are washed by the word. Jesus said, you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Hallelujah. Well, they say these pressure washers work, but guys, I don't think they always work. We sometimes got to take something and, and, and actually put some pressure on that grease and put some pressure on that dirt. There's got to be a point of contact. You may not like it, but there in this washing process, there's going to be some pressure. There's going to be some, there's going to be some point of contact somebody's got to tell you that a bad attitude is not clean. Somebody's got to tell you that immorality is not clean. Somebody's got to tell you, how can I get a good witness today? Somebody's got to put some pressure through the preaching of the word to come out from among them and be a separate, saith the Lord. If we're going to be clean, we've got to be touched by the word. We've got to let go of sin. We've got to be washed by strong preaching of the word. Oh, let's lift our hands and praise the Lord together today. You can't. We cannot be clean if there's not a point of contact, if there's not some pressure. Some of you may. Is there anybody here that remembers washing uh, clothes on a washboard? Anybody here? Wow. And uh, in Mexico, they, they still do this sometimes. Most everybody has a lavadora now. But, uh, but uh, we used to do, you know, I used to see them wash my hands. But because you can't just take the clothes there and just put a bunch of water and sprinkle the soap. That's, and then just spray it off. That's not going to cleanse them. And you know what? There's, this is why this church is so beautiful. This is why the apostolic church is so beautiful. One of the reasons why is become, we come to hear the beautiful, wonderful word of God. And it cleanses us and it washes us. Really, it doesn't feel so bad. It, you know, it's like the kid that was acting up. You know, kids can get an attitude. 
like the kid that was just, you know, stumbling. I, I, guess, I think I can kind of remember being this way. Hey, Amen. Uh, I'll, I'll get there in a moment. Anyway, kids, they'll get an attitude. They'll get an attitude. And then, and then finally the parents had it. I've told you, and I've told you, and I've told you. And now you're going to get a whooping. Hallelujah. Yeah, I know. This is dangerous nowadays, right? Anyway, so they get a little whooping. On the right place, at the right time, you know, parents not mad. At least they're trying not to be mad anyway. But they get a little whooping. And I heard about, this is a true story. The kid after he gets a whooping and cry a little bit. And, they, you know, they kind of straightened up and said, whoo, I kind of feel better after that. <laughs> kind of feel, you got an attitude adjustment. Yeah. And we can get kind of sloppy in our Christian life. We can get kind of mean and grouchy. No amens from that side, praise the Lord. We can get to where we need God to get a hold of us and say, hey, you, you got to have some more love. Hey, you, you need to get rid of that attitude. Hey, you, you need to say sorry to somebody. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. This Holy Ghost church is a clean church, and we've got joy, and we've got power, but it comes from preaching that causes us to let go of the impurities and the dirtiness and the filthiness of this world. Oh, hallelujah. Well, I was going to bring this in. You can be seated. I remember coming to church. I got the Holy Ghost at 15 years old from out of the world. But anyway, I came to church. Typical young person had my, you know, deals and so on. And, uh, but anyway, I remember coming to church and, and, and just not feeling totally right, you know, going to church. But, oh, that preacher would get up there. And uh, some of you know Elder Morton, not real tall, but, but he would turn red when he'd preach. And, man, he would preach. And, you know, I felt like, a, I felt like that piece of that, uh, those clothes that are inside of the washing machine. And they are... Eh, don't ever put your pets in the washing machine. We know some people that put two kittens in a washing machine. They tried to clean him, and you know what happened to the kittens. Anyway, I felt like uh, I felt like you know some clothing inside of the washing machine, and I'm just going this way. And the preacher is preaching, and he's getting me here, and he's getting me there. And all I know is that after church, I prayed through, and I felt like I was brand new. My attitude was clean. Such were some of you. You were bad. You were you were unclean, but ye are washed, and it's got joy. There's joy in being clean. I don't know about you, but I feel like shouting. Thank God for preaching. Thank God for preaching. Thank God for Holy Ghost apostolic preaching. Woo, hallelujah. Somebody needs to worship God. Somebody needs to thank God for Holy Ghost apostolic preaching. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. It feels good. Hallelujah. You can be seated. It feels good to have a good preacher in our lives. It feels good to go to church and they don't play around with sin. Hallelujah. We don't just forget about adultery and fornication. We don't just forget about drinking. We preach against those things. We try to help, folks. Now, please don't, don't get us off track here today and get us all defensive. Yes, we try to be nice. And yes, we try to help folks that are struggling. But this is a godly church. And this is a clean church. And you will never have joy. And you'll never be happy. And you'll never get that attitude off of you until you decide, I want to be, I want to be clean. Right. Now, I might get ahead of myself a little bit. 
But there is, in the washing process, there is the agitator, and there is... Uh, there is the soap we preached about, the blood. The scripture said, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Revelation 1, 5. And then Revelation 7, 14. These are they that have come out of great tribulation and have made their robes white in the blood of the Lamb. First John chapter 1 said, if we have fellowship one with another, the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. The, the, the blood is the go-between. The blood is that, that link between deity and humanity. It really works. The blood really washes away sins. The blood is a real thing. It's a living thing that has the ability, as we preached the other night, to wash the insides of our heart. It is extra righteousness. It's surplus righteousness. It's surplus eternal life. It erases is your sins. The Lord said, I have blotted out your sin. I have erased your sins. Hey, that what, what, what soap cannot do, what acetone cannot do, what any other cleansing agent cannot do, the blood can do. What counselors cannot do, what psychologists cannot do, what medicine cannot do, the blood can do. The blood can wash away your guilt. The blood can wash away your condemnation. The blood can give you a brand new heart and a brand new spirit. We are washed by the blood of Jesus. When we preach the cross, when we preach about Calvary, when we preach about the ability of God to take away our sins, we are applying the blood. When we are preaching that you can be washed from sin, you can be delivered if you will repent and trust in Calvary and the blood of Jesus Christ. We are sprinkling the blood. When you get on your knees and you say, Lord, let the blood be applied. Take away my sins and cover me with the righteous blood of Calvary. You are applying the blood. And no matter what anybody says, you will never be so clean as you are when you repent and are baptized in Jesus' name. The world can't wash you, but the blood can wash away every sin in your life. Oh, yes. The blood can take away from the guilt from immorality. The blood can undo those vices that have a hold of you. The blood can get to, can straighten up those kinks that are in you, which cause you to be a bad person or less than you should be. And the blood will make you clean, whole, pure, and white. Hey, I'm going to tell you, there's a bride of Christ in this building tonight. There are people this morning, there are people that are washed and ready to go to heaven you better tell yourself I'm glad I'm washed in the blood of Jesus Christ oh let's clap our hands to the Lord together today hallelujah we are washed by the Holy Ghost so it is it's the water and the blood and the spirit that washes us. And the Bible says, we, we mentioned it the other day, uh, said not by works of righteousness. This is Titus 3, 5, which we have done. But according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration, renewing of the Holy Ghost. The Bible said it'd be like a river. Uh, he that believeth on me is the scripture that said out of his belly shall flow. Uh, out of his belly shall flow. What's the verse of Rivers of living water. Rivers, rivers, rivers of living water. A, a flowing experience. The washing machine, cleaning your car. You don't just throw, you know, you don't just throw the, the soap and, and you don't just, uh, you know, do, you got you to wash that stuff off. There's got to be a flow. If there's no flow, it all stays in the same place. Getting the Holy Ghost one time is not enough to stay clean. 
when Naaman was, was, was delivered, when Naaman was washed from leprosy, he was, he was put under the water seven times. It symbolized a continual work. Being clean in the Lord is not a one-time experience. It's not about taking a shower two years ago. Amen. It's about staying clean. And let me tell you, people can become addicted to being clean. I know people can be overboard about taking showers. I'm not going to preach that. I'm not even going to go there. But I'll tell you something. I want to be addicted to being clean. I don't want to be comfortable with a bad attitude. I don't want to be comfortable living in sin. I don't want to harbor evil in my heart. I know what it's like. I know what it's like to be condemned. I know what it's like to be covered in the mud and sin of this world and I don't like it but now I've got joy and I want to stay clean I've got to have a flow of the spirit I gotta speak in tongues I gotta worship I gotta get full of the Holy Ghost because if there's no rinsing if there's no washing then the washing is not complete amen you can be seated take not the Holy Spirit from me the joy of being clean. Let's go to the book of Ezekiel, chapter number 16. The Lord told Israel in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 16, he said, when I found you, you were like a baby that was born and cast out into the open field. Ezekiel 16 and 4. And as for thy nativity or thy birth, in the day that thou wast born, thy navel was not cut Neither wast thou washed in water to supple thee. Thou wast not salted at all, nor swaddled at all. None I pitied thee to do any of these things unto thee, to have compassion upon thee. But thou wast cast out into the open field to the loathing of thy person in the day that thou wast born. We were born into a corruptible world. Not only with the inherited sin of Adam and the, the tendency to give in to the flesh, but also as we began to make decisions and as we were surrounded perhaps by, by, by families that were uh, in, in sin in, 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 in one measure or another, you and I began to be covered with guilt. Not being able to sleep well at night. Not being able to have good relationships because of these, these guilt stains. Making bad choices. And then trying to justify ourselves because, after all, what other, what other type of life did we know? That's all we knew. That's all we were used to. We became accustomed to living that way. The Lord said, that's how you were, Israel, when I found you. I want you to remember that when I brought you out, you were, you were left out in the field. And that's how humanity is. We are born into this world, but we are dying from the day we are born. Yes, we are. And let me tell you what kills us. Sin is what kills us. What destroys us is the, all of the corruption of sin that is around us and that we take upon us. Any doctor will tell you that if you expose yourself to too many antigens or, or maybe bi biological uh, things or, or you expose yourself to too many things that might have cholera or whatever, that at some point it's going to break down your body's defense and you can die if you don't try to have a minimal amount of cleanliness in your life. But living in this world, 
living in this world we are dying because of the, the terrible corrupción que está arrodeándonos this terrible corruption that is surrounding us hallelujah but you know what God let me tell you the church is a clean place we, we, learn, some, we learn some habits in the church this is our family and we learn how to, to take care of ourselves spiritually we learn how to take care of our family we learn to come to church hey we need to learn from the church we're not just here just to shout and thank God but we're here to learn how to have a clean heart and a right spirit we're here to learn how to have a clean family we're here to learn how to work on the job and go to school and be a clean Christian why because this is how we live this is the way we get to heaven this is the way of joy this is the way of peace this is the way of safety We are washed so we can, we can run right. And I think I'll, I'll save that for later, but there's reasons why that we are washed. But here in our text, we're on, we're on Ezekiel chapter number 16. The Lord said, you were cast out into the open field. Nobody had pity on you. Let me tell you something. The devil, he will be condemned in the end. He's already condemned, but he'll be condemned in the end after all of this, whatever you want to call it, this trial of life and choosing of the, of the church. He's going to be condemned. Why? Because he didn't care about humanity. He'll be condemned because of all the things he's lied and done and not cared. But the Bible said, the Lord said, nobody cared for you. You were born, nobody cared for you. You were a Hittite and a Canaanite. Did they help you? Did they wash you? Did they do anything for you? They, they walked by. Nobody pitied you. Nobody gave you clothes to wear. Nobody got you ready to, to grow up. No one even took you in their family. But when I came by, the Lord said, I looked on you and I had pity on you. Verse number eight. Now when I passed by thee and looked upon thee, and um, he said, my, my, uh, I spread my skirt over you and I covered up thy nakedness and thank God for holiness. And he said, I swear unto thee and uh, entered into a covenant with thee. He said, then notice I washed, then washed I thee with water. Yea, I thoroughly washed away thy blood from thee and I anointed thee with oil. To be a child of God is to be washed from this world. We are bought with a price, and our ownership is now. We don't belong to the world anymore. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We don't belong to this world anymore. There are angels that protect us every single second of our life. We are not our own. We're bought with a price. But on the other side of that, the Bible said, Wherefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. God is holy. And the Bible said, be ye holy for I am holy. I didn't come here to preach about holiness today. But oh, holiness comes natural when you're filled with the Holy Ghost. When you love purity, when you love righteousness, when you love God, you love holiness. Because the Bible said, be ye holy for I am holy. The Lord said, I washed thee with water. I clothed thee also with broidered work. And shod thee with badger skins, and I girded thee about with linen, and I covered thee with silk 
Oh, the beautiful covering of the, of the righteousness of God. The beauty of this. The church is beautiful. We have a very spacious life. The Bible said, thou hast given me room. We're not in some little deal. We're not just waiting, trying to hold up like we're in a fortress until the Lord come. No, no. The church has impregnable walls. We have expansive lives that are full of all kinds of joy and experience. We work. We buy homes and we go places and we go on vacation but it's different in our lives because something we don't allow we don't want sin to destroy us we live in a realm we live in a kingdom we live in something that is dominated by a holy God and the Holy Ghost is inside of us and the blood has covered us and you and I have a whole way of life that is clean and righteous and holy things grow better in that, that type of atmosphere Beauty shines greater in a clean atmosphere. We can appreciate God's colors and God's life, and we can think better in that kind of atmosphere. I could preach on this. I, I don't want to get off, but, but science and, and Western, you know, all so, so much of what we enjoy as far as technology, it is an outgrowth of people that begin to get rid of the, of the, of the ignorance of idolatry and, and, and merry worship and, and idol worship, and they begin to look at the Bible, and they begin to think clearer, and they begin to walk in the light of the world. I'm not saying that they were that they were saved but as they begin to be free in their minds you can you can study this out as they begin to be free in their minds they begin to understand science and and God's ways so much better amen because a clean mind and a clean heart is a free mind and a free heart oh yes it is amen we don't have the same appetites we've been washed we don't eat out of the trough of the gutter. We've been washed in sin. We've been washed from sin. We, we, we have spiritual food. We have life. We have things that we enjoy that are beautiful. Your marriage can be beautiful. Your relationship with your children can be beautiful. Now, there's no perfect situation, but we know that the beauty of God and, and through preaching and through prayer that we can have this presence of God that is clean and pure and joyous. The joy of being clean. I want to invite our musicians to come. The joy of being clean. Now, I remember getting the Holy Ghost. Got the Holy Ghost when I was 15 years old. And uh, my dad, I, I'll, I'll share my testimony maybe later at some point. But uh, came to church, uh, you know, raised in the world, Roman Catholic church. Went to Roman Catholic schools a lot of the time. Didn't know one scripture. I knew two Bible I knew two songs. Yes, Jesus loved me, and Jesus loves the little children. That's it. Freshman in high school, I'm going to start my, my sophomore year. But I had kind of started going down, smoking a little pot, not a lot, but a little pot. And uh, I'll just say I was getting into the world more and more. And, uh, and I wasn't, I don't know, nowadays people are a little bit, I guess, generally a little worse off. But I, I, was, I was lost, long hair, you know, that 70s generation. Went to a movie called The Omen, scared me, and I felt the spirit of fear. I never felt that before. A spirit was trying to get a hold of me. Such were some of you. Now, I could tell you, I'm not here to confess to you, but there's a lot of stuff in my heart that I learned from my dad. My dad was kind of a violent man, didn't necessarily respect the law. There's a lot of stuff that I dealt with, uh, but I came to church. Came to my grandmother's church. So I always knew my grandmother's church was different. 
because we go to the Catholic Church and we cuss and steal and do all the stuff that we did. Everybody, I remember one time before, right before I got saved, we were sitting in the, in the chapel on, on, a, on, a, on a, like a Friday morning in the Catholic Church in our chapel at Bellarmine College Prep, San Jose, California, run by the Jesuit priests, mostly. And here we are, we're sitting and uh, way to back. And uh, I never was a really good Catholic because I'd gone to my grandmother's church every once in a while growing up. She was apostolic. And I looked at her and how she lived. She sang and the beauty and, the, and just the power of God that I would feel in her home. And a few times I got to go to church. And I'd be back here in, in this church. And there was idols and it was spooky. And I could tell the priest didn't like you to question anything. And, and uh, half the stuff we were hearing was in Latin. And, and it just wasn't, it, it just didn't. I just said, no, uh-uh. Anyway, I was sitting there, and I told my friend, I said, you know, I said, we're not saved. And he looks at me, you know, church is going on, or service, misa, misa, misa. And uh, I said, we're not saved. He said, what do you mean, Wilson? We're Catholics. I said, we're not saved. I said, we were just out stealing stuff the other night. I said, we cuss, you cuss, we did, we, we, you know, we're not saved. So, well, we're Catholic. I said, no, 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 we're not, we're not really Christian. I said, my grandmother is Christian. So if I ever decide I'm going to be a Christian, I'm going to be like my grandmother. My grandmother doesn't go to movies. My grandmother doesn't smoke. My dad, grandma doesn't cuss. And uh, they, they dress different. If I really, if I, you know, why not just really be a Christian? He said, man, Wilson, you know, I don't know what he said. You're crazy or something, but that's the way it was. But when I went to the apostolic church, Pentecostal church, I went down there. I felt such condemnation. I felt so, when I, when I went in there, I knew, that's a whole other story, but when I went into church, my grandmother had invited me to church, I was just coming through on the bus just to visit my grandmother from Tucson, Arizona to San Francisco, and then going to school in San Jose, and I just stopped in Fresno, which is like three hours away from my dad's house, and my grandmother took me to her house and said, do you want to go to church? We're having revival. And my first, you know, just carnal, first answer was, no, I don't really want to go, but then I realized, man, I need to go, I need to figure out if there's a God and if I can kind of feel better because I felt I wasn't feeling good that summer. I was just feeling kind of like just kind of down, just kind of, you know, if life, my, my questions were, if this is all there is to life, then why does a person have to live if you have so much? You know, my dad had money, got educated, and, and yet he was unhappy going from one girlfriend to another and just all the mess. And I didn't, you know, uh, I could just, it's just, it wasn't any good. And then my mom, she was educated and, and her life was a big struggle and, and that was no good. And I thought to myself, here we have to go by all these rules. Why can't you just do what you want to do? If you want to go steal, if you want to go just get rid of somebody, why, why can't you just do it? But if there's laws and if there really is a heaven and a hell, then I'm in bad trouble. And uh, so I was thinking about this the whole summer, and I was thinking, hmm, I need to find out. So I went to church. The moment I came to church, I felt hope. I felt conviction. I began to pray. I began to not really pray. I began to cry a little bit. And I just thought, wow, I'm not in good shape. I began to feel the dirtiness inside of my heart. And you know what? This should, this, now, I, I can't make you do anything here today. This is, my, this is part of my whole calling. I've been doing this for a long time, preaching to folks, preaching to folks. I wish I could help you. I wish I could help you be saved because I don't want anyone here to go to hell. But I'm going to tell you, you are going to have to feel convicted. You are going to have to get tired of the world. You will not be saved watching adultery, watching and experiencing violence and people killing each other all the time. You will not be saved listening to music that glorifies adultery and fornication. 
You will not be saved listening to corridos. You will not be saved listening to rap music. You will not be saved listening to classic rock or punk rock. You will not be saved listening to emo. You will not be saved when you go to the terrible, uh, the, the terrible pictures of our day. You will not be saved taking drugs and getting drunk. You will not go to heaven. I do not care what church you belong to. I don't care. When they took my name, if they really did off the Catholic Church, I could care less. Because you know what? They don't have anything. I went to their schools. They got nothing. But when I got the Holy Ghost, God washed away my sins. God delivered me from my sins. Hallelujah. There's power in being washed. Let's all stand together today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But ye are washed. But ye are washed. But ye are washed. I got the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I cried. I prayed. It didn't take more than 30 minutes. Hallelujah. They told me to say, they told me to say, tell God you love him. And in my heart, I said, I can't say that because I haven't loved him. And then they begin to say, think about Calvary. And I begin to think how good God had been that he hadn't allowed me to die. I begin to thank God that he had been, had done things for me. And the more I began to pray, God took away my sins. Yes, I could feel it. I could feel when God forgave me. It was surprising, brother, brother Lewis. It was surprising to me. I could not believe it. I could not believe it, Sister Wilson. I could not believe it when I felt so clean inside. All of a sudden, my, my guilt and that depressing feeling was gone. And I began to worship God. They told me to say it. And I stood up. And I began to feel the Holy Ghost. We began to have stammering lips. Somebody said, jump up and down. I didn't know you didn't have to do that, but I did it anyway. And so I've got, I got the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. They said, have you ever been baptized? I said, well, I think so. They said, do you know for sure? I said, I'm pretty sure. They said, well, you need to get baptized. So I got baptized. I'm going to tell you, when I came up out of that water, hallelujah, I wasn't even full grown yet. I still have my long hair, but you know what? I felt like a light bulb. What's it? How does it feel to be washed? It feels so good. There was joy like I never had before. There was peace like I never, I was clean. I was washed in the blood. Hallelujah. I began to make changes. That old long hair got cut and those ears that had not seen the sun were as white as snow. I began to wear, to, to, I began to change and, and I began to stop doing some of the things I used to do. Got off the basketball team, stopped watching movies and listening to rock music. Uh, started going to church all the time. It took a while, but I became addicted to being washed. Let me tell you. We need a revelation of, of staying clean. Hallelujah. Uh, there are times in our youth, our youth don't have the revelation of taking a shower and taking a bath. I was right there with you. I'm not saying you're that way. I used, to, I used to reuse my socks over and over again. Stand them up in the, in, in the corner. They, you know, they dry and turn hard. My, my, my gym socks. Until I noticed there were some young ladies that I didn't want to be a mugroso. I didn't want to be, you know, stinky. And if I was going to have friends, I needed to learn how to take a bath more often. I didn't care. Me and the guys, we didn't care, man. We were just like playing ball and taking our bikes everywhere and hitting each other and rolling around. But when it came to trying to be a civilized creature, I had to get a revelation. Dude, you need to take a bath more. And I did. And it felt kind of good, actually. 
But I used to, I used to avoid it because of the flesh. My mom would say, Lead, don't, don't call me Lee. But anyway, they said, she actually said, no, I won't even say it. Anyway, she'd say, did you take a shower? I'd say, oh, and I'd run to the shower, turn on the, turn on the, the water, and I'd just sit around, you know, standing around there. And, uh, yeah, Mom, you know, I wasn't Christian. I wasn't Christian. Yeah, Mom, I took a shower. Let me see. No, no water. Go back in there and get in there. I'd turn on the water, and I'd just walk under the water and come right back out. Yeah, Mom, see? She'd look behind my ears, and sometimes, yes, generally, there was stuff back there. Mugroso. You did get yourself back in there. What's wrong with you? Take a shower. You know, a revelation. After a while, brother, I got a revelation. I kind of like being clean. I kind of like the, you know, when, when, when people want to, you know, they're, they're not, not, you know, what's wrong with you? But, uh, and you know what? We all need a revelation. We need to be clean. We need to pray through. We need to have a right attitude. What's wrong with you if you don't have a revelation of staying clean? We need to fall in love. But the greatest thing is if you're clean, you're going to have joy. David said, Lord, if you'll just make me clean, I'll have joy again. I'm tired of not having joy. I'm tired of being condemned. I want to feel good. I want to shout. I want to be happy. I want the joy of being clean. Let's all come together tonight and let's worship this morning. If you need the Holy Ghost, you need to be baptized. You need to be washed from your sins. Now is the time. Hoy es el día. Aprovechar la oportunidad de ser lavado, de ser limpiado, de ser saturado en el Espíritu de Dios. Let's get a hold of God today. Come on, let's seek the Lord. Let's seek the Lord while he may be found. Let's worship him. Lord, wash us in the blood. Wash us in the word. Wash us in the Holy Ghost. Lord, take away my sins. Renew my joy. Renew my happiness. Oh, let's praise him together. Have you been to Jesus for the cleansing power? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you fully trusting in his grace this hour? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Oh, are you washed in the blood, in the soul cleansing blood of the Lamb? Are you garments spotless? Are they white as snow? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Oh, are you washed in the blood, in the soul cleansing blood of the Lamb? Oh, 